Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Nuggets Numbers. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Wednesday morning as we kick off the Nuggets season in winning fashion. The Denver Nuggets win their first preseason game, traveling to Portland and beating the Trailblazers 105-94. to It was a nice, fun game. Lots of different storylines coming from tonight. Most importantly, the debut of Michael Porter Jr., uh, the fantastic rookie small forward who sat out the entire year last year. Uh, he was great. He was wonderful. We'll get to him in the second segment, but definitely wanted to give the shine for the players in the first half of this game first. Uh, the breakdown of this podcast will go my first half takeaways and game notes in the first section of this pod, my second half takeaways and game notes in the second section, and then kind of the takeaways and what, what we're thinking about going forward, what this game means, why it matters. Uh, I had uh, four major takeaways going forward from this game, but stick around for those. Starting things off, though, we have the top takeaways from the first half. The first big one, Will Barton, uh, to go along with Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, Mason Plumlinger. It was Will Barton. I had an inkling that this was going to happen. Michael Malone is a very trusting guy. He wants to give his guys the benefit of the doubt. Small forward today with Torrey Craig as the first small forward off the bench. Interestingly enough, no Michael Porter Jr. or Wancho Hernan Gomez in the rotation in the forward However, neither of those two younger guys played, and I thought that was pretty interesting. I think that that was definitely, we'll say, the two guys that are most likely to be competing for the starting job, while Porter and Wancho have definitely fallen into the background. Uh, Will Barton looked very solid in his first game. Uh, He came out of the gate slowly a bit as a shooter. He created looks for other people off the dribble. He limited his mistakes, had zero turnovers tonight. His final line in 16 minutes in in the first and second quarter was seven points on, but he did accumulate four rebounds and had two assists. He had zero turnovers. He had a nice and one. Uh, Jamal Murray threw that in transition. It looked pretty good. I thought it was going to be a little bit high for a guy like Will, but he came down with it. He said, host of the Locked on Nuggets podcast, he said to Matt Moore, you will see uh, about his health. And and as it turns out, he looks great. He looks very expands. The best version of Will Barton is the one that's flying around, really having a good time. Uh, thought he looked great. Torrey Craig was also in the primary rotation for small forward today. He played all of the minutes that Barton did not uh, he only attempted one shot, had zero points. He he missed a three-pointer relatively badly, uh, but he did have five rebounds. His his 
uh, definite hustle. Uh, that's that's what the name of his game, I would say. Uh, he had zero assists, zero turnovers, one block. Uh, just the the standard Tory Craig hustle game, and I'm not sure if the bench lineup is the best way to showcase his strengths. Uh, when you're playing next to Monte Morris and Malik Beasley, there's not another great creator in that lineup, especially with Mason Plumley and Nikola Jokic off the floor. Uh, thought that he struggled a little bit looking for shots next to Tyler Zeller and uh, Jeremy Grant and Jared Vanderbilt and guys like that. However, he'll get his he'll get his shake. Uh, I wouldn't say that he has lost the starting gig by any means. Uh, the starting small forward position has not been decided yet. He will definitely get his crack with the starters. Uh, it's definitely hard to play two different ways when you're off the bench versus as a starter. Uh, two different lineups, two different roles and responsibilities. Uh, so we'll see which of those guys fits which role. We'll see if Michael Porter or Juancho Hernan Gomez can usurp that role. Either way, uh, moving on, uh, the Nuggets as a whole shot 9 of 29 from three-point range for 31%. They shot 45% from the field, had 24 turnovers. It's clear that the Nuggets missed Jokic tonight. He didn't play. He had a nice little rest day. Uh, he's a top 10 player for a reason. Without him, Denver just kind of looked and shot differently. Uh, Michael Malone said that he really wanted to uh, raise Denver's three-point mark up to about 36 to 37 three-pointers per game. Uh, Denver only attempted 29 tonight. I think that'll probably be a big point of emphasis. Uh, they'll try and get a bit more three-pointers, more deep looks, uh, more open looks, of course. But that all starts from getting good guard penetration and I think it really started with Jamal Murray there. He had a rough outing. Uh, he was good and bad on defense, but mostly good. Uh, I thought he definitely had his moments. Uh, Damian Lillard is a really tough guy to guard. And for for anybody, like a Patrick Beverly or a Kawhi Leonard, for any of those guys, uh, Jamal Murray did a great job. Uh, Lillard certainly wasn't looking to attack him every single play. However, on the plays that he did attack him, I thought that Murray mostly held up. Uh, he mostly held up in transition and against guys like Rodney Hood when he was switched onto a bigger person. Um, but the problem with Murray was he really struggled to shoot efficiently. He struggled to create looks for others off the dribble. Uh, only 10 points for him on on 10 shots. Uh, three of those six came, or six of those came from the paint. Uh, two of them were long twos, and only two of them were three pointers. I'm going to continue to push this narrative. Uh, going forward, that for Jamal Murray to be a star in this league, he has to start attempting more threes than the proportion that he consistently gets. When he's coming off the, when he's playing with bench lineups, when he's playing without Jokic, Jokic does a great job of creating three pointers for everybody. Uh, Murray will often pull up for a three when he's with Jokic out on the perimeter in the pick and roll. Uh, he didn't do that at all tonight. I was I was pretty surprised by that. He had some good looks and good opportunities to do that, but decided to step in for a long two or drive into the paint. And he did have some good kickout passes for threes. I don't want that to be left unstated. And he did have some good defensive moments. He had two assists, three steals. He moved the ball reasonably well. However, there like there's just a different expectation on Jamal going forward. He's not a just a 22-year-old anymore. He is a 22-year-old with a max contract, uh, somebody that the Nuggets are looking to take the next step, and they're going to be expecting more uh, than me 
from from him. Like I I think I'm being pretty pretty dry in terms of my expectations for a guy like that. He's supposed to be an all-star, uh, somebody who really steps up to the plate. So not not a great performance from Jamal in the first time out, but it is the first preseason game. You're knocking off the rust. I totally understand. Would love to see him come out and be more aggressive and hunting those three-point shots for himself and for others uh, going forward. Jeremy Grant's Nuggets debut was awesome. He did have some turnover issues, to be clear, but he had strong defense, hit his perimeter jumpers. Uh, If he can hit that pick-and-pop jumper that he was hitting with Monte Morris and Malik Beasley and guys like that, if he can do that with regularity, I think there's, there's a really big chance that he ends the season as the starting power forward next to Nikola Jokic. Jokic can handle that ball and and handle the pick and pop. And if if Jeremy Grant is spacing the floor for him, if he's giving Nikola Jokic some time to to rest on the perimeter while while he plays with Jamal Murray in the pick and pop, uh, if he's spacing the floor uh, clearly and shooting thirty eight percent from three, or or at least like being a major threat out there, then. I think there's a really, really strong chance that he goes into the playoffs as the playoff starter at power forward, or at least a guy who the Nuggets know they can consistently count on for at least 25 minutes a night, probably pushing 30, uh, just depending on what they want to do with Paul Millsap and what they want to do with Mason Plumlee off the bench. Um, in, uh, he, he can hit those pick-and-pop looks. He may be able to slide to center a lot next to Millsap. Uh, when the Nuggets are looking for a bit more quickness, a bit more agility, uh, a bit more switchability. When they play guys like James Harden or Kawhi Leonard and and they need to be able to switch on the perimeter and not give those guys a clear lane to the rim downhill. Uh, Jeremy Grant is a great versatile option for that. He can protect the rim on the backside, but he can also stay in front of perimeter players when he's in the thick of the play. So really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Tonight he had 21 minutes, 13 points on 5 of 8 shooting, hit 3 of his 5 threes, only had 3 rebounds. Would definitely love to see that in, uh, increase in the future. The, the Blazers won the rebounding battle tonight. Uh, that's something that the Nuggets just can't let happen. Uh, they're, they're trying to be as great of a rebounding team as they can. And so Jeremy Grant has to step up there, but he also had one assist. He passed the ball really well tonight. Uh, one steal and two, two blocks, but again, four turnovers. You want to see those turnovers go down, especially when he's playing next to Jokic and you want to see those rebounds go up. I think they will. Other first half tidbits before we go to a quick break. Uh, Gary Harris started this game with a great drive uh, to the basket and banked in a floater. Uh, Without Jokic on the floor, the guards have to do more with the ball in their hands consistently. Harris looked very comfortable in that role. I was really surprised. He uh, he's always been painted as more of an off-ball guy uh, or a DHO guy, but if he was able to operate in the pick and roll or maybe even in isolation situations or just just situations where Jamal Murray needs a little bit of a pressure release or he has the tough matchup of the night, again, let's say the let's say the Nuggets are playing the Los Angeles Clippers and Patrick Beverly is guarding, uh, let's say, yeah, let's say Patrick Beverly's guarding Jamal Murray, and they're starting Landry Shamit, and Shamit's guarding Gary Harris. Well, you're going to want to go with Gary Harris and try to abuse Landry Shamit. And if if Harris was able to 
out muscle a guy like that, out quick a guy like that, and maybe take him to the rim a few times, then that changes the entire scheme uh, of what the Nuggets are able to do. Uh, they can play Murray off ball a little bit more. They can be a little bit more versatile. They don't have to think about going for a guy like Bradley Beal and at the trade deadline, or or even having any of the least bit confidence in in a guy like Gary Harris. Like if he can continue to prove that he's capable with the ball in his hands, then I I can see him definitely uh, stepping up and being a, a consistent third guy in the Nuggets offense. Paul Millsap shot the ball really well as well. Uh, he looked very mobile on both ends. Nothing to nothing to really say about Paul. He's very steady. Uh, gets a, a variety of and one shots. Uh, I thought his touch looked really good. He hit his three pointers today. Uh, the the three point release looked a little bit quicker. I don't know if that was just a a trick or if I need to watch that back a little bit. But he caught the ball clean and seemed to release the ball really quickly. Um, Glad to see it. He has a, a slower release last year. So if he's done a lot to tighten up that release and make it a little bit quicker, then maybe he shoots even better with Jokic on the floor and provides a little bit more spacing for the Nuggets this year. And the starting unit looked great on defense. We don't talk a lot about defense uh, in, in these kinds of pods, but it, it has to be said, uh, Murray had his strong moments. The bigs defended really well. I thought Gary Harris flew around and really... Uh, defended CJ McCollum as well as anybody can. Uh, Torrey Craig had his moments. Uh, he was more with the bench unit, but did play a little bit against a guy like CJ McCollum. Um, and then Will Barton. Will Barton was a guy who you, you don't know exactly what you're going to get from somebody who's a little bit undersized to play the three, but against the Blazers with Rodney Hood, I thought that he did a great job. And when he had to switch on to Lillard and McCollum and guys like that, I thought he more than held his own. So, Either way, solid first half. Uh, the Nuggets played very well, and and there were things to clean up for sure, especially offensively without Jokic. But a lot of that can be tied to Jokic. So great defensive stuff, lots of great tidbits from those guys. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to jump into the second half notes and some stuff about Michael Porter Jr. We'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're back. Nuggets numbers. Ryan Blackburn here at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Jumping into the second half, the Nuggets performed pretty well, and they decided to change their configuration for this second half. Instead of going with Will Barton like they did in the first half, they went with Juancho Hernan Gomez. Uh, he started the third quarter at small forward next to Murray, Harris, Millsap, and Plumley. Spaced the floor pretty well, uh, played pretty decent defense, but nothing to write home about. He missed all three of his three-pointers, but uh, the defense was closing out on him hard. They knew exactly what they had in a guy like Wancho. He can get hot at any point. 
Uh, sometimes all you need is a guy who can space the floor and is a big threat. He doesn't always have to make his shots, but the defense has to believe that he does. And I thought Wancho did pretty well with that tonight. He had three assists, actually, which I was pretty surprised about. Had a couple of nice passes, a couple of good kickout passes and dump-offs. Uh, three rebounds, one turnover, and three steals. He made a nice uh, read on an open floor pass that, that the Blazers threw across half court. He picked it off with ease and then gave that ball to Michael Porter Jr. for him to get a nice dunk. Uh, great stuff from Wancho. He's the consummate teammate. You will love to have a guy like that on your team, even if he doesn't play with regularity, which I don't really expect for him to do this year. Uh, the Nuggets are just, they're just kind of in a bind. They don't, they don't know how they're going to get him minutes or if they do, then they haven't really shared it with anybody. So looking forward to seeing how that goes. Uh, he's another quality option. There's a reason why he's still in this competition. Uh, even though some of those other guys are veterans and a guy like, excuse me, a guy like Michael Porter Jr. is has so much excitement and talent around him. Wancho is still a very competent option. He won a gold medal in Spain for a reason, and he was a starter. Uh, spaced the floor really well for Ricky Rubio and Marcus Gasol, and so there's definitely a place for him to do that in the NBA. It might just not be on the Nuggets given the the quality options that they have at every position right now. All right. Now we're at Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Porter checked in at the 4.30 mark of the third quarter. I had predicted uh, both internally with the Denver Stiff Slack and externally on Twitter that he would be there at the four-minute mark of the third quarter. Uh, pretty close. And then he played every single minute from, from then on to close the game, which came out to just over 17 minutes. Uh, what can you say about a guy like that who hasn't played basketball in 19 months other than just commending him for, for getting on the floor, for hustling his ass off, for doing what he can do to help the team win and, and letting his natural ability take over at times. Uh, the first opportunity he had to shoot the ball, uh, he had a guy on him on the left wing, isolation, took a couple of dribbles and then stepped back, hit a 20-footer over a contested over a contesting defender. It was a tough shot. And the technicality and the skill level that it takes to pull that off uh, with the relative ease that Porter did is very impressive. I'm I'm kind of floored with the way that he played today. Uh, he hit two step-back contested jumpers. He looked athletic. He hit a short mid-range pull-up after curling to the rim. He had a solid transition dunk, as I mentioned. Uh, that dude is a bucket. He is a straight-up scorer, somebody who, if you give him the ball and let him work, as he continues to get healthier... That dude's going to average over 20 points per game uh, for most of the years of his career. Uh, it's To me, it just seems very clear. Uh, he can get a shot off over anybody, and as he continues to have an opportunity to get easier shots in his career, playing with a guy like Jokic, playing off of Jamal Murray to take more of the, more of the ball-handling duties, I think he's going to be in a really good position to... Uh, score and, and get some easy buckets, but also make the contested ones. Uh, on both sides of the floor, though, he's he's very spacey. 
He wants to be in the right place pretty clearly. He hustles. He makes an effort. He just doesn't understand the full mental side of the game yet, the nuances of where to be at what time, anticipating what's going to happen. There were a lot of times where he didn't really anticipate the movement of players around him, and sometimes it led to an open shot for the opposing team. Sometimes it led to some contested spacing. A lot of times he decided to kind of a flood to the middle of the floor when he was on offense, when when in reality he should be planting himself in the corner or on the perimeter to properly space the floor. Uh, he'll learn those things. This is something that you, you have to know. He hasn't played basketball in basically two years or, or like a, a competitive game of basketball in almost two years. It was always going to take time. It was always going to be a process to bring him along. The Nuggets know that. They know that this is something that they have to deal with and they get to deal with because the the light at the end of the tunnel is pretty nice. Uh, if you do things the right way, if you continue to motivate him, if he stays motivated to try and be as great as he can be, he can't just settle for mid-range jumpers every time. He's going to have to figure out how to get to the rim. He's going to have to figure out how to make it easier on himself in hitting open three-pointers and moving to the correct spots on the floor so that he's open and and not necessarily dealing with the contested shots every time. He's going to have to invest himself defensively and make sure that he's in the right place and isn't con- like isn't completely uh, confusing the defensive scheme to the point where other individuals are switching off of players that they shouldn't, like like Monte Morris did tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it though. I, I really do think that there's a lot to like with Michael Porter Jr. He finished with 17 minutes, nine points. He shot four of seven from the field. He made one of his two free throws. He also had a decent pass out of the pick and roll that shouldn't go unstated and he didn't turn the ball over at all. So overall thought it was a great debut, uh, hard to ask for anything more from a guy who hasn't really played. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the next game, though. There will be some tough players. He might play Mo Harkless or or Kawhi Leonard or guys like that. Um, looking forward to seeing if he can uh, if he can rise to the occasion there or or isn't entirely ready. We're we're still not sure yet, so we'll see what happens. And again, Jeremy Grant was he continued to be impactful. He protected the rim really well in the second half. Uh, Showed that he could operate as the small ball center in certain matchups. I was I was pretty impressed with him. Some other tidbits and notes. Uh, Tyler Zeller played in both halves. He did not look good. Uh, he filled the role of backup center, uh, basically the role that Mason Plumley would have filled had Nikola Jokic been healthy. Um, but Tyler Zeller struggled to make an impact, and it was clear that he's just he's just not the athlete that Plumley is. Uh, he doesn't really move like him. He doesn't really have the physical size that he does. Uh, the passes that he made were a little bit late. Uh, doesn't necessarily have the lift around the rim. So it was nice to see that Denver was giving him an opportunity for training camp, but I really don't see it going that much further than uh, the next couple of preseason games just because the, the Nuggets really have an opportunity here to either keep a roster spot open or or add a third point guard. They have guys like Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap and Jared Vanderbilt who could play center in a pinch. And 
it to me it doesn't seem very likely that Nikola Jokic or Mason Plumlee are going to cede any of those minutes unless they're either injured or uh taking a day off. I would I don't I wouldn't really expect Tyler Zeller to be on this team long term and he didn't really make a great impression tonight. Uh, I thought lots of what Denver was trying to do was kind of uh hindered by by Tyler Zeller's performance out there. So either way, I hope he hope he bounces back and has a better game next game. Uh if if he does end up getting back out there, we'll we'll just have to play that by ear. Uh, Monte Morris and Malik Beasley didn't mention them in the first segment, but they both had some great offensive plays. But I was really struck by Beasley's, let's say, willingness to shoot. He was not shy or bashful at all. Uh, that's how you become a better player. That's how you develop your skills. You you take chances. You take leaps. Uh, you push the envelope, and that's what that's what Beasley seems to be doing here. He was taking a couple of shots that I would probably call in, inadvised in in most situations, ill-advised, excuse me. Um, however, he he brought the efficiency back. He he got it to twelve points on a on a pretty quick and easy eleven shots there. Uh, again, the the thing that made Beasley so valuable last year was his efficiency. Uh, his ability to just fill a role, uh, hit the sm- hit the spot up shots, hit the cuts, uh, run in transition, just be as efficient as possible. It was one of the reasons why Denver's offense was so good when he was out there. Uh, he just did it everything that the Nuggets needed. He was a great outlet for Nikola Jokic uh, on both in the half court and in transition. So either way. Looking forward to seeing if he can continue that. I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to say that he's going to shoot as well as he did last year, especially if he's continuing to jack up some extra shots that probably don't need to be jacked up. But we'll we'll just have to see how that goes. Monte Morris played well as well. He had a nice and one. He was pretty strong at the rim. Uh, looking forward to seeing if the added weight that he had will continue to benefit his game. He definitely tired out at the end of last year. Some of that could be to, due to his lighter weight. Uh, we'll see if he continues to battle through that and, and maybe provide more of an impact this year in the playoffs. So, all right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, again, want to take my four main takeaways for what this game means going forward, including stuff about Nikola Jokic, the starting small forward position, and Michael Porter Jr. again. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Nuggets numbers once again. I'm Ryan Blackburn. Uh, so the Nuggets won this game 190, uh, 105 to 94. What does that mean? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I thought the reserves played reasonably well. Uh, they had their ups and downs, but but really pulled it out. Uh, the starters struggled a little bit against the Blazers starters. I thought that Zach Collins and, and Hassan Whiteside provided an interesting matchup disadvantage for, for Denver's offense. Um, and then CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are... are great scores. What what more can you say about them, honestly? Um, but going forward, in the game against the Los Angeles Clippers on Thursday, I am 99% sure that Nikola Jokic is going to play in that game. And if I was a betting man, I would bet that Paul Millsap would sit. Uh, they're not going to overwork Millsap at all. Uh, 
to me, it seems very likely that they give Jeremy Grant that opportunity to start next to Nikola Jokic so that he can uh, pair with him and try to find some chemistry on the court. Uh, those guys are going to be really prevalent to Denver's future, uh, especially if, if Grant decides he wants to re-sign. He could be here for many, many years to go with Jokic. So looking forward to seeing how that pairing looks. <coughs> um. And Paul Millsap doesn't really have anything left to prove. That dude is, is was very steady. He was a consummate professional, uh, made his shots today, played his defense today, facilitated the passes, uh, thought, he, thought, thought he had an overall great night, doesn't need to prove anything against the Clippers on Thursday. All right, number two, uh, the small forward position. I, I'd say that there's no apparent leader right now to start the regular season, but but Will Barton definitely put on a great audition tonight. I, again, I thought he was wonderful. Uh, the shots are going to eventually start following from the perimeter, and once they do, if, if Barton can continue to finish the way that he did tonight, then he's going to have a great year. Uh, easy, easy to say. Like, he'll play 28 to 30 minutes a night, Kind of like what he did last year, except he's going to be more athletic and he's going to be more engaged and the defense will be better and everything about him is going to be really, really impressive following an injury prone, injury riddled year the year prior. So uh, that is going to be interesting. I expect Malone to basically do exactly the same thing that he did tonight with regard to the rotation on Thursday, except he's going to switch those two pairings. So basically... Uh, instead of Tory Craig being with the bench, I think he'll be with the starters and Barton will be with the bench in the first half. And then in the second half, both neither of those guys will play. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. will be with the starters and then Juancho Hernan Gomez will be off the bench uh, in the second half. So that's going to be really interesting. Uh, you want to give those guys as many opportunities to showcase what they can do as possible. Craig only played eight minutes tonight. He deserves some run with the first team for sure, especially to see how he plays with Jokic. Um, I'm, I'm especially looking to see how Porter plays with Jokic. Uh, if they do what I prescribed, uh, what I kind of expect them to do, then Porter should get some decent run with Nikola Jokic in the second half of, of Thursday's game. So look out for it. Um, should be fun. Um, all right, number three, Jamal Murray versus Gary Harris shot attempts. Uh, this was something that was brought to the attention, brought to my attention by Matt Moore. Uh, Jamal Murray in the playoffs really kind of dominated the shot totals for Denver's guards. Uh, it was the same today. Uh, Murray had ten shots compared to five for Harris. Uh, Harris started the game pretty well. I was pretty surprised that they went away from him when they did. Uh, he made his only three pointer attempt. Uh, thought that he would be a little bit more involved as kind of the second scorer, but the Nuggets decided they wanted to play through Barton a little bit more. They wanted to play through the post with Millsap a little bit more. Um, if this Nuggets team is going to reach their ceiling, then that means that Gary Harris has to be engaged and able to dribble, pass, and shoot uh, to the best of his ability uh, on a relatively high volume in a playoff setting. Um, he was in a moderate to low volume as a starter this past year, and that was coming off of injury, to be clear. But Jamal Murray took 18 shots per game. Nikola Jokic took 18 shots per game in the postseason. Uh, Gary Harris took just 11. And I, you want to see Jokic take the most shots for sure, but 
I'm sure that the Nuggets would prefer to see Gary Harris uh, be a little bit more aggressive, or maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they, if that's the case, then that's fine. But Murray has to be a little bit more efficient than he was. He was only three of ten tonight. Uh, only took two threes, and I, as I've said before, I think that that's an issue. Um, but I bet both of these guys get more involved on Thursday uh, before possibly resting. You want to see how they play with Jokic. You want to see how those guys each play with Jeremy Grant and, and perfectly refreshed before going into the season. We'll see what happens there. And then finally, Michael Porter Jr. As we talked about, he showcased immense scoring talent tonight. Uh, free and easy shot, Druck. Denver started developing... Jokic, Murray, Barton, Morris, all of those guys, uh, they came off the bench to start their careers. Uh, Porter should probably be coming off the bench regardless of how skilled he is, regardless of the potential that he shows. It wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the season he was, hey, I am willing to commit to this defense. I am willing to make the most of my time and, and play off ball and do the things that are necessary running back on defense and blocking shots. I'm looking forward to seeing whether he can do that. If he does do that, then I actually expect him to be a, a lean or, or push push for the sky with, with a guy like him. Um, maybe they decide, hey, it's too early this year. And Torrey Craig, who was a starter for us in the playoffs last year, shot 47% from three in the playoffs and played solid defense. A great defense for, for most of the... But, and they may even decide that, hey, Porter may not even play the first few games. He may just sit, and Torrey Craig and Will Barton will take those small forward minutes. Eventually, Porter's going to worm his way into some games. Uh, he's going to worm into some playing time off the bench, and the Nuggets reserves could certainly use that scoring punch. And Mason Plumley are the current bigs, but they don't really have a guy who is a, a, a solid scorer, somebody who's main job is really pretty great off the bench because he has that gene in him, but sometimes you don't know if that's necessarily the right way to go. Uh, sometimes uh, if Will Barton is doing his job in the starting lineup, then the best thing to do is just keep him there. Uh, keep playing Michael Porter Jr. off the bench and see if he can develop into that role. Maybe the thing that he does is like come into the starting unit next year or the year after or whenever he's physically ready or or emotionally or mentally ready to contribute. Uh, but either way, the Nuggets have large goals this year. They don't want to con completely waste them on on developing Michael Porter Jr. for the for the detriment of the overall product. Um, but the playoffs are a different beast than the regular season when it comes to developing these players that can have these uh, elite shot creation, uh, even in a contested setting. You you want to get guys that can make as many shots in a contested setting at, a, at, as, at, at as efficient of a rate as possible. Uh, C.J. McCollum did it to the Nuggets this past year. Uh, even again in, in contested scenarios, in, in opportunities where the Nuggets were guarding him as close as they were in Game 7 of the, of the Western Conference semifinals, he still was able to make those shots regardless of how close the defense was, how close Torrey Craig and Gary Harris were in on him. A guy like Michael Porter Jr. could eventually be that guy. Uh, somebody who just makes the clutch shot or a clutch shot when the Nuggets need to just simply generate a quick bucket. Um, 
Jokic has shown a little bit of that. Murray is continuing to develop into that. But having as many of those guys as possible, um, that's a big deal. If, if you have a variety of options, then you become that much harder to defend in the playoffs. Um, whatever the Nuggets decide to do with Porter's minutes, he's going to have to push them, and, and the Nuggets are going to have to push him no matter what. He has too much talent to just sit on the bench and, and not let play. The Nuggets have to push him. They have to say, hey, look, we want you to contribute this year, but in order to do that, you have to do X, Y, and Z. You have to shore up your weaknesses. And it was a great start tonight. He had a great showing. Definitely can see why he can contribute to the team this year. He has the length to be able to be an impactful defender. Um, but he has to be dependable. And in order to do that, it takes a little bit of time, takes a little bit of effort, and it takes a little bit of trust from Michael Malone. So once Michael Malone trusts him a little bit, I expect him to be in the regular rotation. Until then, we'll have to see what happens, and we'll just have to be teased by the the talent that is Michael Porter Jr. So either way, that's going to do it for this episode of Nuggets Numbers, recapping the Portland Trailblazers game. Uh, Fun start to the season. Lots of different storylines, lots of different angles, uh, even without Nikola Jokic. Uh, on Thursday night, the Nuggets are going to play, and they're going to have a great time. want to give a shout-out to the Denver Stiffs staff for putting together a great coverage of this first game. They've done a wonderful job. Follow each of them. Follow Denver Stiffs at Denver Stiffs. Go follow Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all of those things. Uh, I'm Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.